Hi, friends. Welcome to the Taboo Tango. We're the weirdest welcome. With your host, Taylor. And Ronnie. And today, we bring you an episode in which we're both going to be pretty vulnerable. I think we both really just want to enlighten people about the topic of generational trauma and how these things may relate to your own lives. And everybody experiences this just Mm -hmm. in different ways. Mm -hmm. So what is generational trauma? Generational trauma encompasses all of it, but the word trauma is kind of like really, really scary. But that's what it is. Let's say challenges. Challenges is a better word. Challenges. Generational challenges that have been passed down. I like that because it's not necessarily that it's a curse because we can change it at any point. It's, It's really hard and it takes a lot of work. But it's a challenge. Yeah. Generational that you have to overcome in order to evolve. Beautiful. So that we're not passing it on to our children. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because it's embedded in our DNA. I mean, when you look at the science of it. Everything's been passed down to us to this given moment. So we have 23 chromosomes coming from the mom and also the father. And that creates who you are. So it's... It's basically shortcomings that are things that were not completed within your parents' lifetimes and their parents and so forth. Or up until they decide to have children. Right. And then if they yeah. hadn't healed it up until At that the time point, of birth, they're passing it to you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because you can change after the fact and break those yes. curses. But like if you have already had a child. You then pass like, that already on. Exactly. And now it's their duty and their job to do their own healing. Exactly. Damn, hindsight's twenty twenty, isn't it? And even if you do overcome those challenges and correct those patterns within yourself that are not serving your highest good, your child will still probably find a different one that hasn't come up for you mm-hmm. yet. And so, like, it's just going to continue to play out that way until someone breaks all of the curses. Because generational challenges or curses... They can be like a lot of different things. Like it can be poor communication. It can be addiction. It can be addictive tendencies. It can mm-hmm. be, it I can mean, be just think sexual about, abuse that's yes. been passed down, emotional yep. neglect, all um, of their poverty mindset. I mean, my great grandparents were running from Poland during the time of Hitler. Like that's when they were in Germany. Mm-hmm. So, Grosoma came from a very, very prominent family. They owned um, racehorses. And then when Hitler came in and invaded Poland, they lost everything. And they literally did not have a pot to piss in. They were in the streets of what, like this, not a concentration camp, but it was almost like um, just a camp that they sent everybody. That's where Nana grew up mm-hmm. in her early years. So, I mean, like, imagine what Grossoma and everybody went through. I don't know where I was going with that, but the point you is, were is saying that, like, that, like, imagine what they went through. That's then got that they didn't down because they were so scared. They were traumatized. They were in survival mode. They were traumatized, right? So if they didn't heal and did, which, granted, we didn't know up until really this our generation. I'm not saying that the hippies in the '60s and our parents weren't trying to break out of the matrix, but we have a lot more easy access to information, to information and the gospel, and we can. If I want to Google something. I literally have it at my fingertips within a nanosecond. We have a lot more access to know of these types of things and be aware of these patterns and like so now it's like basically our job to fix this. Yeah, going forward because that we don't have a we don't have we don't have an excuse now. Like we have all the information literally at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. 
And if you don't know, we are here to inform you all. So now you know. Welcome to the game. Hey. Hey. You're up. <laughs> better, better. <laughs> Back then, they weren't really worried about, like, trying to fix things. Feelings like, the unhealthy patterns within their family exactly. because they were just trying to survive. Yep. Trying to make it to the next day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you look at that, the physiology needs to be the first step. Like you need to have your basic needs met, air, food, water, shelter, clothing, sleep, all the kinds of things like that before you can work up. The highest point on that hierarchy of needs is self-actualization. So to be able to like stand back and like truly look at yourself and be very introspective of who you are, how you came to be, what happened to you. What are some things that maybe aren't positive characteristic traits that like you could change within yourself in order to be a higher service? Mm -hmm. Anyways, so this is not to discredit the ones that came before us because they definitely had their own battles and they had to make their own sacrifices to provide for us and get us to be where we are today. Because they had their own reason for being. Right. It was a dog eat dog world. Still is, but. Still is. In different ways. Yeah. This can also kind of lead into the argument of like nature versus nurture. I think a good way to look at it is like genetics loads the gun, but the environment pulls the trigger. Hmm. That's a cool way to look at it. It's both. You are your surroundings. You are your environment. But you also are your genetics. Mm -hmm. So before we go a little bit more in depth about like our own personal journeys of realizing some generational challenges within our own personal lives and how that's affected us and kind of shaped us into the people that we are today. I want to just say that everybody experiences this. So it's not like we're what was me? Yeah, we're not coming from this from a victim mindset. Mm -mm. Right? Because Mm -hmm. I genuinely believe that my soul before I reincarnated on this earth, it chose to learn these lessons. And so I basically signed up for everything that happened to me on a soul level. Wild. That, that doesn't when make I go back, sick. I'm going to have a talk with Celestial Ronnie. Yeah. And I'm gonna be like, listen, bitch, <laughs> I know that from an outside looking in, you didn't think it was going to be this bad. But in the moment, in the moment, it kind of sucked. Okay. Yeah. Like, I wish you would have chose maybe like one or two things for me not to do. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Like, it did not. It didn't need to be like that. It didn't need to be like that. She's trying to be spicy up there, though. We just want to preface this by saying that our parents did the best with the awareness that they had at the time. And I wouldn't be who I am today without them. And how I like to look at it, imagine, because our parents were the parents that Mm -hmm. they wanted to have. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know if I really said that clearly, but I was really thought I was onto something. No, you were, because I look at it. Like, they were like, no, I'm not about to do this with my kid. Yeah. You know? And I think that's just how I try to live my life, just in all circumstances. If I can show up for other people the way I needed someone to show up for me or Mm -hmm. the way, like, I needed things to be done to not have another individual feel the way that I felt in those moments Mm -hmm. that I was really low, then I'm healing an aspect of myself and also an aspect within the collective because we are all one, right? With that being said, we can only speak about these things from our own perspective And we're aware that there's two sides to every story, but we want to emphasize the fact that it's okay to want to understand how our immediate environment and genetic makeup affected our brains. And that doesn't mean that we are blaming our parents. 
everyone encounters adverse life experiences, even if your childhood would be considered ideal, because no one comes out of childhood unscathed. We all got hurt or experienced trauma in one way or another, which has shaped you into the person that you are today. And I know it's easy to play the victim card, but there's a type of liberating feeling that comes with going within and thinking, you know, what beautiful lesson did I gain out of this? And for me personally, I wouldn't change anything about the way I was raised because I wouldn't have the perspective and empathy that I now have as a result. We wanted to lead with a quote from Gemma Benton. She wrote a book and it's called <laughs> She Wrote a Book. <laughs> That's what she did. She She's an author who said, Our ancestors knew that healing comes in cycles and circles. One generation carries the pain so that the next can live and heal. One cannot live without the other. Each is the other's hope, meaning, and strength. 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 <laughs> Can you imagine how many people had to exist for you to exist? Mm-hmm. And for you to think that what they went through and all the trials and things that they had to deal with aren't inherently going to be passed to you. Mm-hmm. I just, the math is mathing for me. It's science, bro. <laughs> yeah, science, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Breaking Bad? No. No? Oh, that's I'm, a great yeah. show. Everybody says Jesse it Jesse comes out. He's like, yeah, science, bitch. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, the math is mathing for me. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of our ancestors, because I believe that they're all looking down at us and they're rooting for us from the sidelines, they've been waiting for someone like you within your family's line. It's not for the week. It's not for the week, but they've been waiting for someone yeah. like you to show up and do the work because the work is really rewarding in the end or at least like get that ember going we're gonna spread that wildfire wildfire (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just want to spread the awareness you know because i didn't know again i feel like i say this all the time i didn't know these things existed because you really don't we're taught to just like act and think and feel a certain way from years and years and years and years generations worth of people and like we are our ancestors and who we came from like when we're on the other side and our souls are just talking to each other (laughs) (laughs) when we're in the afterlife whatever that looks like for us i think our souls are just like up there talking to each other and they're like yo wouldn't it be wild if you were the bad guy and i was the good guy or whatever. Just so that you could learn this lesson and then we can just do a boop boop Super Mario eats the mushroom Level levels up. up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and just become like your highest mm-hmm. self. Wouldn't yeah. that be wild? And I'd be like, yeah, bro. Totally oh, do that. that on there, yeah. Do that. So like you switch roles in order to learn specific lessons in order to advance your soul to the next level. Right? Because each lifetime you come back in. I guess it should be... <laughs> said first of all we do believe in reincarnation for the most part yeah or just open to the possibility to the possibility we can't refute the likelihood of the probability of that existing i definitely believe in like a soul tribe for sure Mm -hmm. you know so i could definitely see it i should say that for reincarnation there's just some rules that go with it i believe that you choose your name when you come down here you choose your parents And that may not be what some of you want to hear because, like, maybe you have, like, a really hard 
home life that you don't want to possibly entertain the idea that maybe your soul chose this to learn a specific lesson in order to advance as a whole. And I also believe you choose your death, but there can be multiple chances to kind of exit the world at certain points in your life. And your soul already knows this coming into it. And it's like in that moment, what does your soul want? If it's wanting to go, you will go in that moment. But that's a side note. By the way, these are just like my own personal beliefs. I'm not trying to convince anybody of these things. These are just my perspective on these things from knowledge that I've gathered from books and very credible people who have spoken about these types of things. But anyways, back to reincarnation. Like when you enter down here into the earthly plane, your soul's wanting to learn a specific lesson. But think about how you're not always going to be playing out these roles with these souls that you have a soul contract with within the same physical earthly bloodline because you're born on in different parts of the world each time you know what I mean Mm -hmm. sometimes you're a girl sometimes you're a boy it really don't matter and so when you think about that it gives us an even greater understanding to the fact that we really are all one because at some point or another in our evolution as souls and on this planet as a human race we've all been each other from each other's bloodlines right so I think it just really takes us back to the first universal law that we talked about, which is the law of divine oneness. We're all one at the end of the day. We're all just another version of our higher self or of the creator trying to experience the world through us to learn different lessons. I think it's just, it's not that it sounds crazy, but I, as a human being, after I met you, am trying to be more open to things. So I'm just coming from it as like, oh, I really like this idea. That makes sense. That's cool. Is it like striking me and resonating mm-hmm. with, with me right now? No, not in this given mm-hmm. moment. But like me and you keep talking about things and then eventually it clicks. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, wait, you know? Mm-hmm. So then you have that like aha moment. But you have to be open to it. And I would hope the people listening are open to it. But, you know, it might make people so mad. Yeah. You guys would be like, no, we don't have one laugh. Yeah, make it, make it last. And I'm yeah. like, that's so true in a sense. But like... That's where the term old soul comes from. Like, where do you think that comes from? I mean, we've been here. You brought up a good point. Like, if it doesn't resonate, that's okay. I'm not here to push my beliefs onto anybody. I'm just sharing my perspective on how I perceive the world. You'll know if it resonates with you. Like, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Everything that I just said just sounds crazy. That's okay. You don't have to believe it. It's all one and the same, you know, like we're all on this one path, essentially trying to figure it out for our own. We can blindly follow something or we can be like, "Mm, I wonder what else is out there. You know, I mean, it's up to you. If you feel comfortable just cogging along, then do it. I've listened to so many different walks of life and I've seen the patterns and everything that they've said and what specifically resonated with me. And it all kind of boils down to the same truth. So that's why I'm just sharing my truth with you guys and maybe it'll resonate with you guys or maybe just like plants a seed. You do with that what you will. And if it doesn't resonate with you, then at least it reaffirmed your belief that you already knew to be true within yourself. And that's a win too. So some people may ask, how did these generational challenges come to be? And honestly, I think it's just karma playing out. Like maybe like someone way back in the day within your bloodline did something really bad, whether that's like, just in a, being an abusive person, murdering somebody. No, I feel like way back then it was probably like cardinal sin level. 
I would hope I came from like a swamp witch in like the woods or something. Yeah, of course. Like people went to her for healing, but maybe she was like a vixen, like casting, like, I don't know. You don't know what our past selves did. I know. It doesn't always have to be like this crazy thing. And it also could have been like, you were in survival mode. Like, did you have to kill someone to survive? Maybe so. Exactly. Does that mean killing someone doesn't ha- carry a certain frequency right. of karma? Right. No, you know I don't really I mean? see it. Because totally karma's it. not good nor bad. It's just what you put out, you get back. Mm-hmm. Okay, take it from maybe one of our ancestors was in the witch trials. What if they couldn't, like, speak out? So now, like, a generational challenge that's been passed down Is that to we you. have poor communication. Exactly. I don't know how to express my... And you're scared to speak, like, the truths of... Your soul, I used, the that's why your throat chakra fucked up. That's why your throat chakra blocked. <laughs> um, just because we're talking about like the challenges that are passed down to us, I mean, there's also like good genes that are passed down, oh, right? Yeah, because our parents and their parents have healed them. Like yeah. we are not getting the brute end of it, right? We just are. We uh, we got them ones that keep lingering, right. okay? That <laughs> nobody wants to heal, so we have to do it. Yeah. But I'm even talking about it from the sense that my great-great-grandmother on my mom's side, she was a traitor, which is just a Cajun healer. And she actually did, like, the laying on of the hands. Like Reiki. Like Reiki. So I've been called to perform Reiki for a while now. And so I'm really excited that I get to do that this month. I get to do Reiki sessions on you. Girl, you best believe because this b- before we recorded this, Ronnie stormed in Taylor's apartment and I was just crying. And then I threw her Amazon package on her counter and went to her fridge and cracked open a beer. <laughs> so instead of doing that, I'm just be like, we put hands on me, please. Can we yeah. heal some shit real quick? Just real quick. Don't be straight. Because that's generational. We shouldn't turn to an alcoholic beverage when we're going oh. through it. Yeah, ding, 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 we have a winner. Ding, ding, ding. A but... lot of the people before us have done that. Yeah, and I think that's so normalized, especially mm-hmm. in Louisiana where I'm from. You don't think twice of it, right? Because everybody around you does it. Mm-hmm. But alcoholism in itself is one of those things that is commonly just passed mm-hmm. down or just an addictive personality. I know, like, that definitely runs with addictive my family. I can make anything addictive, girl. I don't know if that's my ADHD and me just hyper fixating on something. I feel something like that's probably time. another thing too. It's just been passed down, passed down. Here yeah. we are. Here we are. Back to what I was saying. Oh yeah, sorry. No, you're fine. So like healing, being a healer was passed down through my family, and also she read cards, and I have a interest in reading tarot cards as well. So there's also good things that are generational. Yeah, exactly. That we could build upon and also tap into because of those abilities are already within our own selves and i think everybody has some form of heightened senses Mm -hmm. that they can tap into to connect to source or god the creator whatever you want to call it it's all the same thing but you have to be open to it we're going to be going into a little bit of depth about some of our own personal generational challenges that have been passed down to us that we've noticed within ourselves and that we're actively trying to improve i mean we fall short we're human we're not perfect by any means but i think it's important to kind of analyze your own self and see the patterns within your own lives and how that has affected who you are today and maybe how that's affecting relationships around you because you may be projecting these things onto other people unconsciously so i think it's important to just kind of talk about the things that we're talking about today but anyways 
So a few of mine that I've noticed are definitely the emotionally detached aspects of myself. Also, addictive personalities. I mean, like right now, my latest addiction right now is just coffee. And I know that's a, an addiction because I used to hate the taste just of it. It's coffee and your fucking health nut salads. Okay. It's the Okay, two. there could be worse things to be addicted no, 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 to. No, but like it's coffee and the salad. I know. Taylor's happiest day would be someone door dashing her her coffee. It's DoorDash. And <laughs> I need to delete it. <laughs> I had to multiple times. It's bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's easy for me to become addicted to anything, just given my ADHD, because I'll really hyperfixate on a specific thing at a certain point in my life. And it's something I have to be very conscious of. And I've seen that play out through other individuals within my family dynamic. And I know a lot of people can relate because this is a pretty common generational challenge that you will see. So the next generational curse that I've found within myself is anger issues. Mm -hmm. The anger issues for me. Because the rage that I would feel as a kid... The ra- like infuriated. Your body's on fire. Like, you're because of just the injustice lava. of things that we encountered. Uh-huh. And I say that this is generational because my dad also exhibited these characteristics. Now he never physically harmed us in any way. However, he would definitely, you know, raise his voice, which which is not the best way to go about resolving situations or getting your point across. So I've definitely observed these qualities within myself that I definitely had to work on. Yeah, so circling back to the first generational challenge that I spoke about, the main one that I've noticed within myself and within my bloodline is emotional detachment. Um, So growing up, my mother was a teacher and she was working towards her PhD at night. And my dad was running like the household side of things as well as trying to work his way up within his own career. So this left them really busy. And because of them being preoccupied with their careers and the sacrifices that they were making for me and my brother to give us the best possible life, that didn't really leave a lot of space for them to feel their own feelings in a healthy way. And because they were unable to show up for themselves in that way, They weren't able to model healthy emotional regulation skills to me as a result. And I know now that they showed up in that way because of what was modeled to them growing up. So I don't blame them. And to be honest, given that I am a Capricorn who's very like work oriented, I could see myself falling within those same patterns if I weren't to kind of take a step back and reevaluate those traits within myself. I could definitely see myself being that type of parent. So I get it. I get it. I never saw my parents cry often. Like there might have been a handful of times that I can even remember. So more like, like a traumatic event. Yes. The weird like they were tears all... were deserved for Very lack well of deserved. a better term. Exactly. Yeah. And so it wasn't modeled to me to like feel your like emotions and for that to be okay. It's not that they were always like, don't cry. They never said that. It was just like, That's we don't. That's not what you did. Like, to handle your feelings, you go in your room, you collect yourself, and you come out when you're ready. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like a calm down. But sometimes you want that, that human, like, back and forth, like that, oh, no, like, that makes sense. Like, I feel you. Like, you want to feel heard. Yeah, you want to feel heard. You want to feel seen. 
not just like go go exactly and i've had these conversations with my mom recently and she's been able to identify these patterns within herself but also see like she wasn't she was raised the same way I was. So mm-hmm. it's not like she didn't know any better. Right. Because that's how she was exactly. raised to kind of like be very stoic, especially with her job and everything. And even her father and the people who came before her, like within their jobs, they had to be that person of like resilience. And so because of that. And that's not a bad attribute. No. At all. We have to know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. When exactly. to tap into it and when not to. Yeah. For any other, any, any of your good qualities and bad qualities. Exactly. So I feel like just in a lot of ways that may have like just stifled my emotional growth. Because you just wouldn't feel it at all. Exactly. I would feel it too much and stay in it and not let it go through mm-hmm. and not let it pass. Like I was yeah. like, I'm sad. Almost stay sad. And where you were like, sadness? What's that? Like Don't we know definitely felt the is. sadness, but it was like, who's you- she? I had to learn to help self-soothe myself. And like, that's a lot to put on a young child because I wasn't given the skills to kind of walk myself through Mm -hmm. it. So therefore I may have leaned into more unhealthy coping mechanisms that are patterns that play out. So to this day that I'm healing actively to heal that inner child wound basically. And I feel like I've, by working in the setting that I work with, with children who are on the spectrum and can't or have difficulty regulating their emotions. It's so powerful for me as a therapist to like, if they are feeling their feelings and they're having a major meltdown to identify their feelings for them. And I did that today. With did, you? did you? Did you? He was very upset that he couldn't get treasure box. And I was like, do you feel kind of angry? He was like, yeah. I was like, you feel kind of sad. He was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel that. That makes sense because I would be really upset if I had such a great day and I was on like the pink, like the highest I could get and I couldn't get treasure box. That's yeah. so frustrating. And you had a substitute today. And like I was just leveling with them. And then, I mean, I, I'm telling you that little interaction of 30 seconds and he was just like, so what'd you do today? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's okay he just wanted to be heard he just wanted to feel it he wanted to hear it he wanted to be seen he wanted someone else to know be what like, he was that's feeling. what i feel and i'm like i totally get that yeah. but i remember like we just talked about that yesterday you were like i just put a feeling to it, like because they don't know I'm feeling angry i'm feeling frustrated i'm feeling this i'm feeling that and he was just going through it and i was like are you feeling sad and he's like yeah like yeah, it was like a light bulb like yeah i am feeling sad like, I was feeling a certain feeling, but now that you said that, yeah, that's what it is. That is what it is. You're right. And, and then, then you can understand it, conceptualize it the way we think our brain needs to, mm-hmm. because we're just souls having a human experience. We don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and also, like, it's important to remember, emotions aren't baseline. They come and go. They are not your natural state of being. I know that I didn't make it easy on my parents. I We definitely butted heads especially during my teenage years. And I take accountability for my part in a lot of that. And I'm just thankful that we're in such a different place now that we can all just kind of level with each other and talk about these types of things. So that's been really healing. But I will say that as a result of my upbringing, I've become a very hyper-independent individual. And I also have a great need for solitude in order to fully recharge that's just the introvert side of me. And I also found myself being very, being extremely codependent. 
within my romantic relationships because I would just cling to any type of emotional validation, even if it wasn't always healthy. So that's definitely been a work in progress, but I've done a lot of inner healing in that regard and I'm very proud of myself and the work that I've done. And I know you share that codependency generational challenge. However, yours has a whole other spin. Like why you do it (laughs) is a completely different reason from why I do it. Do you want to go a little bit into that? Um, in a lighthearted way. It's just there's so many layers to it that it's like all connected. I don't know. We just talked about this that I see it in my head, but I can't. My words I think, aren't okay. coming out. Well, okay. Think about it from we were talking about your family in Germany, right? And that's just so, mom's side. That was just mom's side. And think of everything she encountered to get to where she is. Well, she was, for lack of a better term, abandoned. Yeah. So whenever – so my mother is from Germany, and she was born and raised in Germany, and Nana is her mother. So Nana actually gave birth to my mom. And then I think she was about three or four, and my opa was in the military, and he was stationed in Germany and met Nana. And then they got married, and they left and went to America and left my mom there. Mm-hmm. So she stayed in Germany until she was 15, and they would she would come over every year and stay for, like, the summer, and then they would send her back to Germany. And then one day they just didn't send her back because uh, now Nana, that's a whole other topic of things so i know for a fact that my mother had a very 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 hard life and there was a lot of abuse um i don't want to like air her stuff out but just Mm -hmm. abuse in all different any way you can imagine but for my mom to have experienced all that she actually did provide a lot of emotional safety for me she was emotionally there my dad no So I think that when she finally came over, then she clung to that family life, that family aspect. She could never had it. She never had it before. Which is totally a valid response. Mm -hmm. Totally valid. It makes sense of why my parents are the way they are. It makes sense why people are the way that are. We can see how their life experience have shaped them into the people that they are today. Yeah. Because mom has done a lot of work. Yeah. Like, damn. She did that. And she did it on her own. We give credit where it's due. For real. So Life's um, not easy out here. Family's family's family family. And I, what's wild is like Nana's a fire sign. She gave birth to mom. She's an Aquarius. And then I'm an Aries and I have Luna who's an Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So it was weird too because me and my sister had an epiphany one day because her son is a Pisces and my dad's a Pisces. And then my mom's an Aquarius and Luna's an Aquarius. So like we gave birth to them. Yeah. I'm telling you, you passed weird. these traits so I was like, on. holy shit, Sam, you got to heal dad. I got to heal mom. <laughs> That's on you, girl. I'm glad I got mom. <laughs> Because mom's more open to it. Yeah. You know? Like, if you look at our birth charts, they're so similar to our parents. Like, there's certain aspects that got passed down to us. It's and wild. you can see that within your chart. I know not a lot of people are into astrology. It's a lot of information to process. But if you've ever heard of, like, things like the squares, the oppositions, and the quincunxes, those aspects in your chart, that'll kind of show you things that may be a little more difficult within your life. And maybe those things are the generational challenges that were passed down to us, like the patterns that we need to heal. But I think overall, you still get parts of both I, of them, oh, for even sure. if your chart for reflects. Sure. Because my mom always other. says, you're just like your father. And I'm like, no, I'm not. But like, I say some things and I'm like, damn. 
I'm just like my Ronnie Senior would say. So circling back, what would you say are some other generational curses that you've noticed within your own family dynamic? Definitely addiction, alcoholism. I don't know if that oh, I'm sure yeah. that stems from alcohol or addiction. Yeah. But um so addiction, alcoholism, sexual yeah. abuse is one is a big one that's happened. And um we had a few more. Codependency is a big one. I didn't know that I didn't like being alone. I didn't know that <laughs> until you pointed <laughs> out. Because I see my family and I'm like, I'm nothing like them. And they're, they have different types of codependency yeah. and different ways. And then when you told me I was impulsive, I'm like, no, I'm not. But I'm super impulsive with my emotions. Whereas they're impulsive with like their actions and mm-hmm. – so it's a different – I thought that just impulsivity was, like, going and, like – something out. Exactly. I didn't know that you could be impulsive in other ways. So I was like, damn, I really am kind of impulsive with my emotions because I just be sad sometimes and people don't get it. I get it. You I do. But I'm here to ground you. Yeah. That's the earth sign. But we're super balanced. We've we discovered are. that because I'm a fire sun. Earth rising, your earth sign, fire rising. So we're like, those are just a few. I can't really think off the top. Do you want to touch briefly on, I mean, you have a child, so I'm sure you see this from a whole different side. Like, is there anything that you notice within yourself that you've seen get passed on to your daughter? Yeah, I was being my dad to her. And that was something like really hard for me because I was like, holy shit. Not that I... I love my father, but um, me and my mom definitely had, like, a closer relationship. I was 21 when I got pregnant. I turned 21 in March and then found out I was pregnant in June. So I, like, didn't even know what I was doing. I was an infant, like, such a baby. 21? What the hell? What was I doing? 21? I graduated high school like three years ago. Like I don't even know. I didn't even know what taxes were or what a mortgage was. Mm -hmm. And here I am having a baby and not with the person that was probably my one true love because he had his own. He's got that's another thing, too. Like I can only talk about mine. Mm -hmm. He's got his own things, too, that he still deals with this to this day. And that was probably passed on to her. That was not probably that was passed on to her. And it just made me want to be better. But I think that makes you such a good mom. The fact that you sit there and you're aware. I realized I wasn't the best version of myself. And I was like, oh, shit, I need to be better for my for my daughter. Because I remember what I needed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I want to definitely give that to her. And I think that's how you heal mm-hmm. your generational trauma. If you can't heal it within yourself before you have a child, like making sure that your kid has the things that you didn't have growing up. And... Even if it's not always perfect, if you do fall short, giving yourself grace and reminding yourself that, like, it's okay. Like, people mess up. We make mistakes. Mm -hmm. But, like, actively trying to work towards being a better person and a more evolved person and the way that you make choices and act out and things like that, I think that's all you can really do. And at the end of the day, if all you do is become aware of something, then you won the battle. Like, I know – I. And I know that you don't like when I say this, but I mean, I feel like it's inevitable because I'm a human. Like, I'm going to cause some type of ill will. Like, she's going to be mad at me for something. I know she will be. Like, I'm going to do my best, of course, Mm -hmm. and I would never want that. But I feel like it's highly probable that some I did something that probably hurt her. So I want to have enough emotional courage and depth and integrity that when she does decide to come to me and be like, Mom, that really 
like that really scarred me when you did that that I can say I'm so sorry how can I make it better you know like I'll work on you know what I mean just like leveling with her and letting her know because that was a huge thing for me I thought my parents were perfect I didn't think that they made mistakes like you think that your parents know everything and they know the world you live in and when you're a kid and you break when you think that and then you have that realization you're like holy shit y'all are just kids too mm-hmm. what y'all don't know better y'all don't know no better it's like you just it's wild you're able to really see them in their true human form mm-hmm. you know and it Like, you want to go back to when your parents were kids, and you're just like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. You guys are awesome. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that's really awesome that you can show up like that for Luna. Because I apologize to her now. You do. At six years old, like, I look at her and I'm like, I shouldn't have talked to you like that. And that was very wrong of me to take out. Like, I sit there and tell her Mm -hmm. I fucked up. In a baby way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The way that the baby can understand it. But I shouldn't have talked to you like that. And I'm very sorry that I talked to you like that. And I will work on not talking like that moving mm-hmm. forward. And I think that's all the kid really wants. Because mm-hmm. they understand that you're human too. And, and she gets it. She's an Aries moon. <laughs> she gets it. I will say like doing the work is rewarding. Because once you heal what I would call the shadow aspects of yourself. So like the aspects that probably aren't the best versions of you so you kind of just push them down you never want to like think about them if you ever go there and heal those you're truly stepping into your power and just leveling up basically and it's hard that's why it's hard for <laughs> exactly that's why like it's hard that's why work. they're like i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you take care yeah. of this from me like a lot of people we see like they're aware mm-hmm. of the these... oh yeah we come from alcoholics or right we come from you know um I don't know. I just I can abusive re- households, right. people who are emotionally reactive, uh-huh. um, emotionally detached, like, detached, indifferent. Um, people who have like extreme of- anxiety, or even like you can see like chronic diseases, or just I don't know, addictive personalities. Mm-hmm. All these things get passed down if they're not healed. Most people are aware of it, but do they care enough to want to put in that work and heal that? It's easier to just look the other way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think we need to make more too. This was kind of just like a little crash course. Yeah. So we just needed to kind of set the stage for you guys this week. And then next week we'll go a little bit more in depth about like how these generational challenges have presented themselves outwardly as a result outside of our immediate family just in the people that we've dated romantically or just friendships that we've found ourselves in and how we've gone about healing those patterns within ourselves. Okay, guys. Well, that about wraps up our show today. If this made something click for you and you've realized the pattern in your own family's lineage or even ones that we haven't talked about, we would love to hear from you. And you guys can contact us at our email, welcome at thetabutango.com. And until next time, stay stay weird. weird.